0: on the will of God, Uh, a little bit of research I did, Uh, I I came up with a wonderful understanding about what the divine will of God is, in regards to the will of the will, Uh, will is definitely a testament or a legal document that expresses A person's wish as to how their property or anything connected to them is distributed or given out after their death. Okay. But when we relate this to the will of the Father, God is an eternal God. God is an eternal God and Anytime that we are dealing with a supreme being, we realize that he does not die. He is the uncreated creator. So, for God to have a will and a plan for us, it means that he has good thoughts about us. He has good thoughts. So I wrote down something about will, it is God's ordained desire or choice which is the supreme legal testament for the continuity of his creation on earth. For his ambassadors, that is us as believers, as children of God, and as heirs of his kingdom. It is the God-ordained desire, that is the key word, desire and choice, which is the supreme legal Testament for continuity of His creation on earth, for His ambassadors, and as of His kingdom. So realize that there's a kingdom that we are all in, and for some reason, in this kingdom, the king is God, and to every kingdom there is a successor, there is an heir, and. The air has an entitlement to the kingdom, the throne. But before the air is able to wield the power, that air needs to know what is written, what the law, what the will tells him or her about the kingdom. And for believers, God has Encoded his will in the Bible, in the Holy Bible. And it's a pity that we haven't yet explored the, the fullness of its mysteries. Um, let's open our Bibles to Psalm 40 verse 8. Psalm 40 verse 8. Psalm 40 verse 8. Psalm 14, verse 8. Psalm forty verse 8 declares, and shows us the will of God. The Bible says that, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. For your instructions are written on my heart. This is a psalmist highlighting certain things. That is joy in what's doing in the will of God. So God has a will for us. See, fulfilling and knowing the will of God brings joy from the verse that we just read. Anytime that you are fulfilling the will of God, you find that joy. So if you are lacking joy, need to check are you within the will of the father because it is the will of the father that brings joy the bible says that and when jesus was young and was found in the temple and the mother mary and father parents were very anxious they were like why have you been away from us whilst we have been looking for you. And he said, I must be up doing my father's business. He knew the will of God for his life. He was happy doing it. At that young age, he was happy. And I believe that- No, my dad, don't put it there. I believe, I believe that um, there's a love things that at that age he'll be doing. But Jesus had a desire to be in the temple, to be discussing the things, to be to be up and I mean, running with the things of God. And that was a desire. So in the definition of divine war, I said it is God's ordained desire. So what is the, the desire that you are moving by? are talking about the will the divine will the divine will of god though Psalm 40 verse 8 declares that i take joy in doing your will my god for your instructions are written in my heart or on my heart and i said one fulfilling and knowing the will of god brings joy so anytime you fulfill anytime you go about doing or getting closer to the will of God, joy springs out of your heart. So a a sign of joy in your heart tells us that you are within his will. And then the will comes with instructions. And these instructions that they come with lead us into fulfillment leads us to fulfillment so he says that for your instructions are written on my heart so anytime you follow the instructions of God when the Holy Spirit speaks to you that leave certain things and focus on certain things and you will be you are following after the word of God and in following them, you come into fulfillment. So the will is supposed to be what? For you. Every single human being has a specific way of instruction God gives to them. The will was a broad thing, and within it, there are instructions. And it's supposed to be executed by man, not by spirit, but by man. Okay? And it starts with the desire so a desire within your heart the desire within your heart to be able to walk to be able to engage god's will His promises over your life it starts with the heart the heart so even coming to know salvation the bible says that one has to confess with their mouth and believe in their hearts that jesus christ is lord so everything has to do with the heart your desire has to do with your heart so you have to be mindful what you have in your heart what you have in your heart what you have in your heart Uh, when we go back to the books of genesis Um, there are certain things that we can pick from the will of god the idea the mind of god genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. genesis chapter 21 chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. see it talks about god creating us in his image and he said certain things he said let us what create man in our image and verse 28 is very is very key for us to understand the will the plan the mindset of God for man Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 says and God blessed man and said to them one be fruitful see the will of God always comes with fruitfulness so you have to see fruitfulness in your life two multiply multiplicity comes, it is the will of the Father. Three, replenish the earth. And four, subdue it. Five, and domin- have dominion over the fish of the seas. So These are the five things that God willed to man. So as a child of God, these are the five pillars that you are running with. The moment that you became born again, you were stated or you were given these five pillars to run with, And, and it is your will, it is your birthright. So anytime that you find yourself not within these five pillars, you have to what, engage yourself in prayer and affirm the promises of God. Confirm the promises of God. When you read Psalm 115 verse 16, the Bible says that, and God gave the earth to mankind. The heavens are the Lord, and the earth belongs to man. So as a human, as a child of God, as God has brought you into this earth, This earth is for men and for any other creature or creation to have access or have authority or have dominion, that person has to seek or meet a man. So spirits are able to have access into this earth when man gives them permission. So, you realize that for Jesus to come into this world, Mary had to be a point of contact for the Holy Spirit to create the conducive atmosphere for the Word to become flesh. Likewise, for God to establish a miracle for God to be able to what? To enforce his will in your life, he needs you. He needs to partner with you. God doesn't force things. God doesn't take away our free will. God presents it. He says, "Life and death is presented before you, but it would be great if you would choose life." God wants the best. He says, the plans I have for you, they are not evil, but of what? A good future of hope. So, if God, through the Holy Spirit, would be able to create an atmosphere for Jesus to come around into the womb of Mary, likewise, the God of this world The kingdom of darkness, Satan, and his entourage will also need man to function. So, you realize in the beginning, the Bible says the serpent, the cunning serpent, went to Eve and convinced Eve in a way, and man fell. What happened was for the lease or the gift or the authority given to man over the earth, to pass from man into the hands of Satan, there had to be a desire, there had to be the willingness of man to hand it over by disobedience. So I think subsequently we said that one of the ways that enemy or the devil's will is enforced in our life is when we disobey. So disobedience opens up the doorway for us to move outside the will of God. So the will for Adam and Eve was for them to be what? Within the garden of Eden with everything provided for them to enjoy what God had given. But when they had disobeyed, the Bible says, and then God brought them out. So the first Adam, according to Romans, because of disobedience, because of disobedience, um, opened another door, where that door brought sin and death. So you realize that most people are slaves, to certain things are being oppressed by the devil, by the God of this world, are being directed by the God of this world. But when Jesus came, Bible says Jesus came to justify us, one, to redeem us, to restore the broken relationship with the Father. So anytime you open your mouth and say, Christ is your Lord, and you believe it, that chain that door that the enemy had over your life has been shut now as i said earlier god gave the earth he gave lease so man has a lease man has the legal right to operate in the earth or on the earth but through Disobedience. Bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Through disobedience, the lease was given to the devil or Satan. So the operations of Satan is illegal. Okay. And if somebody is operating in an illegal manner, or assuming you have a lease to a land and you go one day and you find people building on your land or the piece of land that somebody has leased, the best way to regain or to prevent that person from doing that is to take legal actions, take that person to court. And that is based on the evidence that you have. So for you as a believer, your evidence is the will, of the promises of God in His Word. And until you find and until you know what His Word says concerning you, until you get to understand the legalities to which God has handed the gift to you, the illegal possessor will continue to possess because of ignorance. And Elias said, ignorance is one of the way where the will of the enemy is enforced upon us because we don't know what we have to do. The Bible says, John 10, 10, Satan's assignment is to steal, to kill and to destroy. So the right for us to have dominion through Adam, Satan had access to it. But through Jesus, as the keys have been taken, the leaves have been taken from him, given to us as believers. So you, through Christ Jesus, have the authority, have the ability to what? Exercise, fruitfulness, multiplicity, uh, replenishing in everything that you do, Abdu and what? Abdominion. Okay. Abdomenio. uh When we talk about uh, these things, I want us to um, take notes. Genesis chapter 5, verse 2. Bible says that God created man, female, he created them, he blessed them, and he created them to be great. When you look at Genesis 8, 17, Genesis 9, 1, Genesis 9, 7, it talks about God blessing them to be fruitful, to multiply, to increase. See? God has already blessed us and He has given us an assignment. And it's our responsibility To find whatever he has already predetermined before he even came to this world. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. That scripture tells everything. It says, for I know the plans. I know the will I have for you. declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you a future and a hope to give you a future and a hope for i know god already knows it the problem is we don't know to so ask our quest we have to start searching and the process of getting to know is not in a day as a continual thing so for us to get to know the will fellowship is key every single day every single second you need to press on you build upon you get to understand i believe every country has its own law and the rights of i mean citizens are a lot but it is not all the rights that we know. There are people who are skilled in knowing these rights. That's why we call them lawyers. But for us, we need to engage ourselves. The Bible says that Jesus is our mediator, standing for us. And Jesus is the word in heaven, if you get to know. So if the word is standing as our mediator, or in other words, in our, as our lawyer, standing in mediating for us whilst we are on earth. it means that we have to seek the word. So the more we seek the word, the more clarity, the more clear the will of God becomes to, it becomes clear to us. It becomes clear to us. And I want us to focus on Luke chapter 22 verse 42, Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Um, about read from 39, from verse 39 to 42, and you get to understand the story. It talks about the time where Jesus was um, at Gethsemane, and the Bible says that he was praying, and at that time, a lot of things happened. I want us to start to pick certain things out so that we get to know what the will entails. The Bible says in verse 39 of Luke chapter 22 that Jesus went out as usual to Mount Olives and his disciples followed him. I want you to keep notes. He went out as usual, meaning it was a consistent, deliberate thing that he did. Verse 40. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. So prayer is a key here. Prayer. So it was a it was a usual thing that he was doing. That is prayer. So one of the keys for us to know the will, for us to fall into the will of God is that we engage ourselves in prayer. Verse 41, he says that he withdrew about a stone threw away beyond them and knelt down and prayed he will do sometimes understanding god's will for your life will take your effort to step away from everything i'm not saying stop whatever job you are doing stop attending to people start attending to i mean your family but have a time alone for yourself with God. And that is what Jesus, when he was on earth, was doing. Bible will say that Jesus would, would, would move away, would move away from the crowd, go to a solitude place, go on his knees and pray throughout all the night. Sometimes you wake up early in the morning Move away and pray to the Father. It is a deliberate effort for us to know the will for our life, God's will, to understand God's will. You need to deliberately seek it. So you set a time in the week, in the day, that you would move out of the busy schedule and you say, Father, now speak to me your will. Jesus says as we pray, you pray that, Father, let thy will in heaven be established on earth. So As you set your side in a secret place where you have shut everything out, you are not focusing on the work, you are not focusing on your, your, your family, you are not focusing on any other thing, but all you want to know is the Father, Lord, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do for you? What have you purposed? What does the future hold for me? The next 10 years in in this business, what is your will concerning it? And as you keep on doing it, see, it can be 10 minutes every single day. It can be every Saturday, four hours, two hours. You're just asking the Father. And the Father answers whenever we call on to Him. Jeremiah three, verse 3, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer, and I will heal you. The whilst we keep on doing that, God will start speaking. And you realize that as you start paying attention and setting these times aside and crying out to the Father, you realize that the way you live, the way you act, the Holy Spirit would start shifting and ordering your steps. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So if the will of God for your life is for you to be in a hotel at a particular time, as you are engaging yourself in prayer and you are constantly petitioning God peeing with God in fellowship naturally the Holy Spirit takes you through a season or a moment where certain circumstances will lead you to that destination it will prompt your heart sometimes with dreams sometimes through people close to you sometimes even people you don't know sometimes through sermons through messages it will speak to you it will speak to you so um, back to the verse jesus was doing the father's business but until that point where he was on his knees he didn't actually see the father's will fulfilled the bible said and he prayed verse 42 of Luke chapter 22. It says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. And the verse 43 says, I want to add, add this one. And the angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So, from the verse that we just the scriptures that we just read. Realize that one, Jesus had a casual habit of praying. So for you to be able to engage the will of God, to be able to fulfill the will of God, you need to engage yourself in prayer. You can't take prayer out. As Jesus did it, we also need to do it. The Bible says he took three years to fulfill his will. He completed it and on the cross he said, it is finished. And that is why his name carries power. It takes prayer to dive into God's divine will. Luke 18, 1 and Matthew two six nine. Luke 18, 1 says that men ought to pray and not faint. Matthew 6, 9 talks about petition the will in heaven to be established on earth. So consistent prayer. Daniel was an example of that. In a foreign land, the Bible says that when, when the law was passed, Daniel was so consistent that he was praying. When you read Daniel chapter 6, verse 10 to uh, somewhere, I think 26, 27, he was consistently praying. And the Bible says that the People who plotted and schemed against Daniel knew the only way they can drop or make sure that Daniel is persecuted or caught was only during the time of prayer because they had observed him, that he was consistent. So it is a must, a responsibility for every believer to have a consistent prayer life It's not about the hours of prayer that you pray, but it's about the consistency. So if you are consistent in your prayer, I mean, you'll see tremendous change. You'll see your life moving towards where God has already established for you. One thing that we we, will see is that prayer enforces the will of God in our life. It gives no room the will of the devil you see anytime that you pray it gives no room for the devil because you are always checked by the holy spirit the holy spirit is always checking you you are engaging the holy spirit in your life and it's hard for disobedience to come in because anytime you are getting close to disobeying god to step out of the will, you'll be what prompted you what be checked. Verse 40 says that pray that you will not fall into temptations. When you fall into temptations, you fall outside the will of God. You see, the Bible says and Jesus prayed for Peter. He said, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. So prayer keeps us in the will of God and prevents us from stepping into the will of the devil. A believer who doesn't, or a Christian that doesn't pray, can never engage themselves, or can never step into the will of God. You see, um, when you look at Samuel, um, Second Samuel, Chapter Eleven, Verse One downwards, the Bible says that, and David was supposed to be as a king leading the Israelites the army to war but for some reason he wasn't carrying out his duties and he was in a palace and in that time the bible says that he saw Bathsheba and for some reason he had certain desires and these desires led him to sin. The Bible says that he slept with Bathsheba, and out of that, there came a conception. She was pregnant and through that, he had to watch end the life of an innocent man. And that caused a lot of things in his life. The Bible says that, to cut a long story short, his, his kingdom, I mean, what David was supposed to do, he couldn't accomplish it. Building a temple for God. I mean, God said that his sons had what? Carried blood. I mean, David was a warrior. He had killed a lot of people. But God wasn't talking about the war, It was talking about that act. It had grieved God. So it had to fall onto his son Solomon. So we need to pray that we don't fall into temptation at that time what you are supposed to do do it do it do it you will stumble into or you will walk into the divine will of god when you seek god alone when you seek god alone start to enjoy being alone with god until you become still it says be still and know i am god to know what god is saying to know what god is doing sometimes it is in the what coolness of the day when you are alone with god when you have that coolness within when you look at the patriarchs the bible says that jacob's name was changed when he was alone he wasn't with people the bible says he was alone at night he was alone and there was a change he struggled and there was a change his name changed from jacob to israel when abraham had an encounter with god the bible said he should leave his father's house he left it alone so there are certain things that will come to us when we stand alone with God. Sometimes when God wants to bring you into your divine will, you will create certain things for you to what? Move away from certain people because there are certain associations that kill our desire to strive for the best. They will discourage you Some of us as believers, I mean, the people who surround ourselves with, they are not encouraging the will of God for your life. And someone says it, he said, blessed is the man. No, blessed is the man who does not stand in the way of sinners or takes the counsel of the ungodly or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his delight, or in other words, his desire is in the law of the Lord. So, God will take certain people out of your life if he wants to push you into your divine will. Be willing to lose certain friends, be willing to lose certain, I mean, associations. The Bible says that John the Baptist was in the wilderness alone. Jesus had to go to the mountains, the wilderness alone by the Holy Spirit for 40 days, 40 nights. So if you are, uh, the time that you are always with people, you need people around, I mean, it's hard for you to have that direction. But as you set yourself aside, you can't wait on God if you are always busy with people. It says, those who wait upon God shall renew their strength. So as you wait on God alone, as certain people start to live your life, God will start to cut certain people, will win you off so that you can stay in track. Joseph had to leave his father's house, go into Potiphar's house, was alone for comfort. Do you know what? Moving into your way of moving to the divine world sometimes will be lonely, but you wouldn't be alone because God will be with you along the way. David says something. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God will always be with you. Always be with you. He will always be with you. So as we spend time with God in the secret place, as Psalm 91 verse 1 says, he will uncover his mysteries to us. He will cover them unto us. So the question is do we spend time with the Father alone? Do you have a time where you say, Father, Lord, I am setting it for you alone? And it's not work. I'm not picking my phone. I'm not doing it. I just want to know you. I just want to know you. I just want to know you. And one of the things that, as you are alone and you are striving to walk in his will, or you are in his will fulfilling it, one of the things that will come around as trials, trials, rejections. It's a cup you have to drink. Really. Jesus knew that. The Bible says that let this cup pass. He knew that in in order for him to fulfill it, he will go through trials. He will go through rejections. So sometimes the rejections that you are going through, the trials that you are going through, they are all part of God's divine plan to bring you into an expected end because there are certain things that need to be checked out of you. When you read Romans, the Bible says that we go through trials. And in these trials, in these tribulations, the birth what that perseverance, that we'll be able to persevere through all things. And in that, our characters are formed. God doesn't create emergency vessels. So, when God says that he's going to bring Paul into the sea as an apostle, he has to first deal with every ego, pride, I mean, narcissist attitude, whatever that saw had done. He has to take everything out of him and mold him and prepare him for God to make Joseph a prime minister. He has to take Joseph to the trial of life for him to know certain things, for him to let down certain self-centeredness as being last born, being loved, being treated. God will have to drink everything out, drain everything out of him and build him up, build the fruits. So, as we are going through the trials, as Christians, you build fruits. You have to build fruits because a tree that doesn't bear fruit will die. And as I said by the five pillars in Genesis, fruitfulness is part of it. said say be fruitful. So you need to be fruitful in love, in self-control. In self-control, imagine God bringing us as leaders and power is given to you. Can you have that self-control to to know where to execute that power, to know what to take and what not to take? You see, so God builds us up through trials. People will reject us, but in that rejection is a deep inclination to seek after God. To speak after God and put all your trust on God. So Jesus knew that. He said, Father, Lord, not my will, but your will. You see, until your will dies and his will ascends, you cannot walk in God's divine glory and honor. Jesus laid down his will. When you read Luke chapter 24, chapter 22, verse 42, it says, The Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. So until you come to a point where your choice is no longer your choice, but it is the choice of God. Your will will always have authority over the will of the Father. So you have to come to a point where you lose consciousness of what you want. And let it be what the Father wants. The parable of the lost son, Jesus said, And the child wanted a share, and he had a share, and he went, and he went to go, and went. Written. and he came to his realization that, no, I need a father. Because what I seeked, I misplaced it. I was looking at the self, trying to gratify myself, trying to look good before people, looking at what people are saying. But what actually was the father thinking about? So at the moment, The self comes to naught. Once you come to die to self, as Jesus did, and embraced his will, he got into the realm of fulfillment. A realm of fulfillment. So when we die to self, we come to a place where God honors us. He honors us as he honored Jesus on the cross. He will honor you. Jesus understood the path of dying to self. Self wants. Psalm 23, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, for the Lord to be your shepherd and to guide you and to lead you into His divine will and His purposes. uh, Want has to be out. You will not want. You always have. Have what you need. Not what you want. So your want comes out of the equation. And anytime that you see the want checking out, you realize that your spirit body and soul are in full submission to God. So once you come to a point where you realize that I mean everything that you used to desire first are no longer there you have come under full submission under the holy spirit and when the holy spirit takes over takes over your desire your will your choice you hand it over you hand it over and once you do that do you know what happens for God to be able to help you and lead you, there's a realm of the supernatural that is opened for you. To every will, to every assignment, to every promise, there's an aspect of a supernatural provision or assistance. The Bible says, and when Jesus died to see, when he submitted his will to the will of the Father, one thing happened. It says, angel from, from heaven appear to him and strengthen him. So anytime that we submit ourselves to the will, our desires we submit, there's a supernatural strength released from heaven. There's an empowerment. Bible says, as you wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. He will renew your strength to be able to, press on to persevere yes getting into the will of god moving in his will moving in what he has called you into will come with a lot of rejection will come with a lot of persecution but as you keep on waiting he doesn't leave you like that he makes provision
1: he will
0: give you strength so people will sit back and look at you and start to mock you and say why are you?" Not cursing your God, like Job. But curse your God, his wife. curse your God. Because he has caused these things. Job didn't. As he waited, God renewed his strength. So as you keep on waiting upon the Lord, as a believer, continuing in faith, in prayer, in his work, you know what happens? The Holy Spirit fills you with fresh strength. How do I know that? The scripture says that the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave dwells in you, and he will quicken, quicken, strengthen, revive you. Psalm 80 verse 14, it says that quicken us, O God, and we will seek after thee. So it is the Holy Spirit that will quicken. So as you submit yourself under the relationship of God, there's always supernatural provision. God always makes provision for those who heed to his will. Any time you decide to buy into his divine agenda. OK, anytime time you seek. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 6, verse thirty to 33. 33 highlights, it says, seek after the kingdom of God and its righteousness. As you start the agenda of heaven, as you st- start seeking after the divine agendas, you open up a portal. You open up a channel in the spirit where it's always bound by divine announcement. So you realize that as you you start engaging yourself in prayer, as you set yourself aside, as, as you, you 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 create a time for God. Thinking that, Father, what's your will? Let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my family, upon my children, in my business, your will, in my ministry, in my church. As you keep on doing it, and you are consistent, as the Bible says in Luke, that Jesus went out as usual in praying. As he did that in usual, as, in, as we read in Luke chapter 22, verse 39 to I mean 42 that it was usual, as you keep on doing it, it opens up a tunnel, a frequency. And as that frequency opens onto you in the spirit, there's always an announcement. The problem is, most believers, we, we, we get stuck at the asking stage. We don't keep on knocking. As Matthew 7, 7 says, ask, seek, and knock. We ask and we stop without seeking. But as a continual then, keep on pressing. Keep on pressing, like Daniel did. He was seeking the will of God, seeking seeking the answers. For 21 days, the Bible said, he kept on praying. So as you seek, that channel will be open. In that channel or in that in that opening that opens to your spirit there's always an announcement that backs that backs what you are looking for let's open our bibles to luke chapter 1 uh, verse 5 to 13. um that it, it highlights something that i want us to, to take note look the book of luke chapter 1 verse 5 to 13 i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick a part i'm gonna pick a part it is a passage that talks about Zachariah, and we all know the story it talks about Zachariah, a devout priest who ministered to the lord see he didn't miss his role as the priest He was dedicated. The Bible says he was very old in age. Zachariah was married to Elizabeth. And the Bible says that as he was faithful and devout in carrying out his assignment, in carrying out his assignment, something happened. Something happened. Something happened to Zachariah in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 let's jump to verse 5 it says that there was in the days of aaron the king of Judea, a certain priest named zacharias of the division of abijah his wife was of the daughters of aaron and her name was elizabeth and they were both righteous see this they were both righteous before god walking in all the commands so as i said earlier Walking into the will of God, you need to be able to fulfill instructions because you will be engaging the instructions of God in his word. And as they what walked in the commands and the ordinance of the Lord, they were blameless. Verse 7. But they had no child. See this: the will of God is going to manifest because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in age. Or years, so to the human mind, to the to the to the worldly system, someone being aged years means that person cannot give birth. But look at what their commitment, their dedication. They are not giving up. They are not giving up in their service to God. Did the Bible says in verse nine, according to the customs of the priesthood. His lot fell, that is, Zacharias' lot fell, to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Verse ten. And when the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense, see, it was during prayer. It was during the time that Zacharias was waiting and being a priest, priesthood, standing before God, continual ten. Verse 11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Then signifies time. So the consistency of our prayer, our ability to stand before God, minister to God daily and not lose hope will attract a certain channel of the spirit, will attract the eye of the Lord. And when that happens, there is always an announcement. An announcement came. And verse 13, this is what happens. It says, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for the prayer, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And I know that God is going to minister to you and is going to announce a testimony to you. Because as you are hearing this, a channel in the Spirit has been opened unto you. And you will hear the announcement of God. Anytime God announces something out of consistency in prayer, it is established. It is established. It is established. So what are you doing for God? Find something to do for God. Zachariah was devout in his service. He was committed in his service. Our ability to be committed in the little that God gives, God honors and he rewards us. The Bible says in the same Luke chapter 1, in verse 26 to 27, that Mary was void. I mean, holy, was a virgin, was righteous. And that attracted the angel of the Lord. There were many women, but she was single-handedly selected because of her holiness. And it brought an unusual announcement upon her. So holiness, whatever it is, as we walk in holiness, we walk towards the will of God. Do you know what? The Father, his nature is holy. So when there's sin, he cannot behold it. That is not his nature. His nature naturally executes judgment on sin. That is why Christ had to die for us because there was wrath. The wrath of God was upon sin. Because sin takes us out of his will. And he is to judge sin out of our life. So any time that sin comes in, it moves us out. That is why in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus was so emphatic that we should be able to deal with sin in forgiveness, in asking for repentance and forgiving others, releasing others, because it can take us on a path outside the divine will. Anger can lead people to kill. Envy can cause people to what? Kill. Envy can cause people to gossip and separate families, destroy destinies. You see, certain lust can cause people to rape people, can cause people to poison people for their possessions, can take people to certain places, demonic altars, and curse them because of lust, because of greed. So we don't need to entertain it for us to be able to walk in a will. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, that those who are pure and hearts will see God. For us to be able to see the glory of God and the will of God and to receive the announcement of God, we need to walk in holiness. And notice the people that, that are going to receive the announcement in their secret place in their consistency are them who are pure of heart, them who have wielded and submitted their entire being to God. And as we know, angels are ministers to the heirs of salvation. So every believer is an heir of salvation. And as a child of the kingdom, they minister to you. You need to know, you need to know that it is included in the word of God for you. And as you wait, God will surely what? Bring you the divine strength for you to press on. So um, one of the things that we need to know is that god's way of our life needs one casual habit of prayer consistency in it to engaging ourselves in prayer to take out every there our trap of temptation that will take us outside the will that is consistency in prayer also getting to understand that we will go through trials to build us up because there is a requirement that we need to get to so god will build us up build our character up build our ability to persevere so whatever trial every delay that you are going through builds up your faith, it builds up your character, it builds up the way you see things, and at the end, it produces hope. And the Bible says faith is the evidence of things we hope for. So without hope, you can never have faith. And where faith establishes you please God and you see the goodness of God. God bless you and God strengthen you. And